Hey there! Welcome to the NLA Teen Podcast. I'm your host, Uma, and today I'm going to be talking about one of the most stressful times in a student's high school career. We're talking AP exams. I know not everyone takes AP exams in school or even wants to take their AP exams, but for those of you that do and are taking an AP exam for the first time, or you have taken an AP exam before but you still need tips, then I'm here for you. Because today we're talking all about study strategies, how to prepare and practice, test taking tips, and so much more. AP exams start in three weeks, which is crazy. And if you're listening to this episode, you have probably been studying a ton already and looking for some last minute tips and advice to aid you in your studying. So don't worry, because I've got plenty. If you're ready to get in the study zone, then let's start. So I'm going to talk about my AP experience first. I've taken three AP classes in the past and I'm currently taking four AP classes this year, which I'll go more into depth about. So freshman year, I took AP biology, which was my hardest class. It was definitely a new experience because I had only taken one AP before that in eighth grade, which was AP world history. Although I was never tested in that in an AP format, I never took an AP world history exam. And then I remember taking three practice tests before the actual AP exam, and I used this big ideas packet that my teacher gave us to study with, which was super helpful, but I didn't really broaden my resources, so I definitely needed to use more resources, and I was pretty clueless about the amount of preparation needed for the AP exam, so having the best resources and the most resources is definitely key. Sophomore year, I took AP World History and AP Calculus AB. Calc was the hardest class for me. I made several notes guides for the online calculus exam, and I also tried to make clear and easy to understand formula sheets. This is a really big thing. When you take notes, make sure that it's legible to you and you're not just following what you may be given because it's not always legible to everyone. So make sure that you personalize it to yourself. And that is definitely what helped me on my calc exam last year. And then for AP World History, I did multiple DBQ practices. I timed them. I did them not timed. And I did that just to get comfortable with the format. This year, as a junior, I'm taking AP US History, AP Statistics, AP CompSci Principles, and AP Physics 1. So I only um, i am taking the first three AP exams uh, for the first three APs I mentioned. And I feel that personally I would be overwhelmed if I took four AP exams this year. I know that a lot of students take five, six, or seven AP exams, but I had to look at my schedule and plan accordingly to how I can sort of work out my AP preparation. And this brings me to my next point, which is do not feel overwhelmed or pressured into taking too many APs just because other people around you may be taking a ton of APs. It's important to do what is right for you. So now if I was to rank the APs I am taking, I would say that A push is A push aka AP US history is definitely the class that I have the most work in. AP statistics is a class where I feel that there's a ton of memorization in terms of formulas and also having your interpretations down. Um, and then for AP physics and 
com computer science principles, I would say those are the subjects where I need more practice since I'm pretty new in CompSci. Okay, so that is a brief summary of all the AP classes and exams I'm taking this year and have taken in the past, just to give you an understanding of where I'm coming from as I give these tips to you. So that being said, I think the first item on the agenda when it comes to AP exam preparation is to create a study schedule on a monthly calendar. So I printed out a calendar for April and May, and I devised a plan for the specific days I'm studying for each exam. I recommend using only one calendar for all of your exams because it can get pretty confusing and complicated to have multiple calendars right in front of you. However, you can make the inputs in your calendar as specific or broad as you would like. So if you're taking like six AP classes or a really large amount of AP exams, it could be better to have a few different calendars, like one for humanities, one for sciences, etc. And since this AP calendar is linked to your specific goals, you want to be specific in mentioning what exactly you are going to accomplish in a particular day. Rather than writing simply AP US History, you could write AP US History Unit 1 or AP US History Unit 1 Sections 3 and 4 or something like that. A common struggle that many students have is not sticking to their schedule. So color coding is something that I like to do to make it more visually appealing. And also on the back of my calendar, this may seem kind of silly, but I like to write my motives and really just knowing my purpose and why I'm doing this in the first place. Because if you know your purpose and you're familiar with your purpose, then you will definitely be more motivated to study and you'll also enjoy the process as well. So a few different ideas for your purpose could be getting college credit or maybe the AP class you're taking aligns with what you want to major in in college. Another question that may pop up in your head is how frequently should I be studying? So I think that really depends on you and your own schedule. I think it's important to integrate studying time into your schedule wisely so you aren't doubling up on tasks and activities, and most importantly, so you aren't overwhelmed. Something I started doing sophomore year in my honors chemistry class was adding post-it notes that have questions on them to the margins of my notebook paper. And in class the next day, I would get these questions clarified by my teachers or by my peers. And then I'd write the answer down in a different colored pen so I could use that to review in the future. I think the studying method is highly efficient because especially when you're studying for a test like an AP exam, where College Board does a great job at making the questions complex and nuanced. Writing questions down while you are studying can help eliminate any doubts about the material you are studying. Another tip while studying from a prep book or an online textbook is to take notes. And I know that sounds really cliche to say, but honestly, taking notes is a great method to engage yourself while studying. I personally don't always revisit my notes after I'm done taking them, and sometimes I do if I'm cramming for a test and I need to know some last minute information. But taking notes also holds you accountable, so 
you are completely in the moment while you are studying. Writing down what you are noticing or what stands out to you, even specific formulas that you may need to know or use in the future helps to retain the information better. I would say that one of my top tips for studying is to have many resources in front of me um, and that really just ensures that I'm truly getting the best information I can find. This also helps to fact check because sometimes the content from two separate websites may be completely different and that can cause you to get something incorrect on the exam. So having multiple resources out in front of you is a must. Alright, so let's begin with the online resources. I think that even though there is a plethora of online resources out there, students might struggle with finding the right ones for them. So before I jump into my favorite websites, I'm going to offer a little tip about searching for online resources. On Google, when you type something into the search engine, obviously the most used or most popular sites appear first, but many people, and I have done this several times in the past, tend to ignore the rest of the 9 or 10 pages. But you may find some really good resources on pages 2 or 3 and so on, even though the most popular sites pop up on the first page. My favorite studying tools and resources include Quizlet, Khan Academy, Fiveable, YouTube, and College Board. You have probably heard the phrase, work smart, not hard. So I'm going to share with you the ways that you can use these resources to the best of your ability and effectively. Starting off with Fiveable. This website is absolutely amazing for reviewing content for pretty much any class. They have content study guides, videos, trivia, and many, many practice questions for all AP subjects. When you are studying for your AP exams, the last thing you want to do is reread your whole biology or world history textbook because reading all the information can not only be time consuming, but also overwhelming to understand. Fiveable breaks down all the content step by step and I have used their website several times, so I can say it is very user and student friendly since you can bookmark pages when you want to come back to them and review. And a really cool thing is that they have different AP exam study guides so you can familiarize yourself with the testing format. And they even have a dark mode, which is ideal for your late night 1am or 2am studying, although I don't condone that, but the dark mode is very helpful. Next up, we have the beloved Khan Academy. So Khan Academy is awesome. You know you're getting accurate and thorough content, and there's also a ton of practice on there. Keep in mind, I am speaking from personal experience, and what I say may not apply to you directly because everyone learns and functions differently, but hopefully what I'm about to say and this episode as a whole provides guidance for you in your studying and preparation. So now shifting back to Khan Academy. Personally, I recommend doing those practices that are three to four questions after each subchapter or subtopic, the unit quizzes, unit tests, and the course challenge at the very end. And what I really like about the course challenge is that you could treat it as a diagnostic either before you start studying or after you're done studying if you are short on time. Obviously, content helps, but exposing yourself to different questions may allow you to get a better understanding of how questions could potentially be asked on the real exam, so I cannot stress how important it is to do a ton of practice. 
Next up, we have YouTube. I honestly feel that a lot of people tend to overlook YouTube when it comes to studying in general. I used to scour the internet for resources and my sister used to tell me to just use YouTube. It's as simple as that. One of my favorite YouTube channels to use for any of my math or science classes is called The Organic Chemistry Tutor. If you haven't heard of this channel, then go do yourself a favor and check it out because the YouTuber who makes these videos gives many examples in the videos and he explains everything in simple terms, so it's really easy to understand. And by the way, this channel actually saved me in calculus last year. Before we head on over to the other resources that College Board offers and the other resources I like to use, I'm briefly going to talk about Quizlet. I think that Quizlet is a great tool for quick memorization of dates, vocab, important people, and it's kind of like a last minute cramming resource. Again, everything that I'm saying is just from my experience, but I feel that if you are in a position where you are cramming, you may want to consider a Quizlet in your exam preparation. Okay, so the last online resource that I'm going to be covering today is College Board. I think that many students don't take advantage of all the resources that College Board has to offer because we aren't necessarily aware. And I guess that's okay because I didn't use any of these when I was a freshman or sophomore either. But now that I know about them, I can tell you that these resources on College Board are extremely helpful. First, you want to type into the internet AP then whatever class you are taking, College Board course and exam description. The course and exam description, also known as the CED, is basically like a 200 or 300 page guide that literally has anything and everything that College Board can test you on. There is also a set of practice multiple choice questions at the very end, and it clarifies the format so there are no surprises on test day. Knowing the format exactly how it's going to be, whether that is on paper or online, can definitely alleviate some stress concerning the exam. The second College Board resource is AP Classroom. At the beginning of the school year, your teacher probably had you sign up for AP Classroom. What I like about this is that since it's directly from College Board, you already know that the information on there is accurate, and so with this, I love watching the unit videos on AP Classroom. I even use these when I'm studying for tests in general, so it's not limited to just AP exam preparation. And I also like to review the practice multiple choice and FRQ questions that my teachers have assigned. I know some teachers don't assign these assessments or they're not available on AP Classroom in certain classes, so if this happens to you, just ask your teacher for those resources. So that's enough about the online resources. Again, feel free to do your own research and check out other resources because like I said, some resources may work for me and may not work for you. So now let's jump into prep books. This section is going to be pretty quick because honestly, I haven't been too reliant on prep books for my AP exam preparation. Rather, I've been using mostly online resources. But I do have a couple of favorites from the ones I have used in the past. So for AP history classes, I highly recommend the Crash Course Prep Book. And even my sister told me to get this one, and I agree that it's amazing. 
because all the info is shortened and concise, so you can study pretty much everything in less time. I actually prefer this because studying information that is very specific is also difficult to retain and that can get overwhelming. Plus, Crash Course gives you a code that you can use to take one full-length online multiple-choice practice test. So if you do happen to be cramming for an AP History class, I recommend this prep book. For math and science courses, I recommend the brand 5 Steps to a 5. I used this for calculus last year and the information is super clear to understand. They explain exactly how to use different formulas and there's a ton of practice in the back of the book. And I have heard good things about this brand from other friends as well. Another prep book I've heard really good things about is the Yellow Princeton Review prep book, which I can't say much about because I've never actually used this one before. But based off of what I've heard from friends and internet articles, this one has a ton of practice tests and detailed summaries. Okay, so the last area I want to cover in today's episode is confidence. Doing well on the AP exam is not just studying all the material or your preparation, but is having confidence in yourself that you can actually ace the exam. I cannot even explain the extent of the test anxiety that I had freshman and sophomore year. I also just did not believe that I could get a 5 or I could do really well on the exam, which is not good because having a strong mental mindset and saying words of affirmation that you can and will do well on the test can contribute to your success on AP exams. So don't forget to be confident and be positive. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. AP exams are right around the corner, and I hope that this video is informational and helps you out in any way for your AP setting and preparation journey. Thanks for listening, and make sure to tune in for the next one. Bye!